This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 64. Today, I am talking to guest Sharia Hall, minister and educator, all about stewardship. What is stewardship? Why is it important? And what you can do to become a better steward over what God has given you. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Hello, I'm so excited about today's episode. I have another opportunity to speak to my one, one of my dear friends and sister from another mother. She is a minister. She is an educator and has a huge heart to teach. Her purpose is to live on purpose and to really develop leaders, senior leaders, by helping them to live and their full potential full potential, help them to reach their potential and live it out fully. She is, I've known her for many years and really just am so grateful that God has brought us together to knitted our hearts together so that we can truly walk out his purpose as, as sisters in Christ. So please help me welcome to the show, Miss Sharia Hall. Sharia! <laughs> Hi, Christy. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. Welcome to Life Wisdom. I'm so excited that you're here. And Thank you for um, having today, me. Yes, absolutely. So today we are talking about something that's really important to me, and I didn't really understand what it was until I really started developing a relationship with the Lord, and it is stewardship. Stewardship <laughs> is huge, right? So today we're going to talk about stewardship. And so first thing, Sharia, tell us, you know, a little bit about you. And then the first question is, what is stewardship? So as you shared, I am an educator and I teach at a Bible college as well as a local college. And basically my role is to just help people come into a greater knowledge as it relates to the Lord and the things that he wants for us. And that is a great way to segue into what stewardship is because stewardship really is about how we care for the things that God has given us. And often many of us feel as if stewardship is just about your money, but stewardship is not just about money. It's more than money. It's your time, it's your talent, and whatever you treasure. Mm, 
that's so good. So, it, you know, that, you're right. I did think it was um, about money at, when I was kind of new in my relationship with God. But it, you, like you said, it's more than just money. It's time, talent. What else? You said something else. Time, talent. And your treasure, whatever is important to you. Because how we handle our money um, influences our fellowship with God. You can't fully be free to worship or free to praise if you're constantly wondering, well, how am I going to manage this bill? How am I going to take care of my my mortgage? And historically, when we look at wealth, we think of, of tangible assets, but wealth is also defined by those things which are intangible, like your individual worth, your creativity, your credit, your borrowing ability. And all of those things are a part of stewardship because they reflect how you are grateful, considerate, how you take care of what God has so graciously blessed you with. Wow. Wow. So what, why is stewardship so important? Well, number one, the, the, the Bible says that it's the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. And if you think about it, debt brings sorrow, which means that it is a form of bondage. And Christ came that we might be free. So that freedom is not just from a salvific nature, just about salvation, but it's that you're free in every area of your life. So God never intended for us to be in debt. There are over 200 verses in the Bible that speaks about wealth, that speaks about finances. I don't think that God would have given us so much about money and wealth if he did not intend for us to learn about it and to manage it well. So it's important that as you honor him, you honor him by creating, protecting, keeping all of the things that he's given to you. It's like when, you know, you lend someone a shirt or blouse that you really like and you're doing it out of the joy of your relationship and you give it to them and you you just want to make them happy because it pleases you to see them happy. And that person returns it to you and it is in horrible condition. That's what it's like when you don't care for the things that God gives you. It's almost as if you're giving it back to him and saying, I really didn't care about how you felt to bless me. And that's, um, in essence, that's like an insult to God. Ooh, when you said that, oh, I got chills just visualizing that story about somebody you giving you a blouse and you love it and they give it to you out of the kindness and the love in their heart for the, for you and you give it back straggly is that a word straggly and torn up not taken care of that is such a perfect example what a visual of you know the this the gifts and the blessings that God gives us and how do we take care of them. Ooh, that was really exactly. good. Oh, and you know, John 3, 2 example. says that, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So it's not just about you being wealthy. It's about you being healthy. God didn't separate the two. So part of your health involves your ability to be prosperous, to be wealthy. 
Mm, can you explain that a little bit more? So when the Bible talks about your soul prospering, it means that you're growing, that you are blooming, that you are expanding your territory. And so when he says that I pray that you may prosper in all things, he is saying that I want you to grow in all areas of your life. And not only should you grow in those areas, but they should be healthy areas. They should be areas that are whole, areas that are significant and healthy, that, you know, you can look on something and know when it's sickly. God didn't desire for our lives to be sickly in any area. And debt makes you sickly. Yeah, that's really good. You know, one of the things that I wanted to kind of piggy or kind of double back to is when you talked about debt. You know, you said debt makes us sorrowful. And, you know, how come if we are not supposed to be in debt, how come there's so many people who are in debt? I would say that there, of course, there are a number of different reasons, but notably the idea that we don't recognize the battle that it is, meaning that mm-hmm. it, it, it has to be that you make choices that reflect your heart for God and that sometimes understanding that this isn't the time to purchase this particular thing or that you need to give God an opportunity to bless you instead of you trying to bless yourself. And if you think about it, sometimes we race to get the blessing, and then suddenly you realize that if you just waited, God would have done it. And I have a great example for that. A couple of months ago, I saw a bag. I loved the bag. I decided, you know what, I'm really going to get the bag. About two weeks later, I was um, transitioning in my life and moving on, and someone bought me the same exact bag. Had I just waited... Had I just waited, the blessing would have came to me without me having done anything to do it. And that's a lot like how we get ourselves into situations of debt, that we don't always wait to see God do what we're asking him to do. Wow, 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 wow. What, that is a great example. Really, <laughs> you bought the bag, and two <laughs> weeks later, somebody bought you the same bag. Honey, wow. I was like, okay. right, honey, and, oh. <laughs> and you, you, you know, that's one way. The other way is just the fact that because we are not always knowledgeable about finances and financial situations and debt and uh, interest rates and things of that nature, we make poor decisions, which then leads us to being overdue in other areas of our life. It leads to anxiety, frustration, worry. Uh, and we are overcommitted, and just we become financially resentful, and we fail to trust God to work it out for us. Yeah, that's really good. One of the things that you said is, you know, the way you really kind of steward over your money, it really is um, an outpouring of your heart for God. But what about, what if you don't, know God? Or what if you don't have a relationship with God? What if you, you know, a lot of my listeners do know God, but some don't. Some don't have a relationship. So how can you speak to someone who doesn't have a relationship with God and who really needs to understand stewardship? 
Mm-hmm. Well, stewardship, the, the interesting thing about stewardship is whether you are a believer or not, the rules or the laws surrounding stewardship works for anyone. So as long as you make a decision to be faithful over what you have and you take care of it in a way that honors your family commitments, you're making sure that your family is taken care of, you're not overextending yourself, then you can grow in your own stewardship. Of course, it is better when you are hearing the Lord and he's directing you, but if you don't yet have a relationship with him, the idea is that you take a look at all of your finances and you say, hey, what do I need to do to make life better for my family? What can I do that's going to change the scope of my life so that I can leave an inheritance for my children's children and not just uh, I'm just acquiring a lot of things just for myself? Mm, that's one thing I love so much about the Lord is he is so gracious and really um, just even the spiritual laws and his principles apply to all of us, which I think is so beautiful. So thank you for um, just clarifying that. And so, you know, you are, you're teaching at Bible college, you teach at a local college, and I know that stewardship is not only something that you're passionate about, but it's something that you teach to a lot of people. What are some of the things that come up for people that are stumbling blocks regarding stewardship? Well, there, I would say there are two types of categories. Number one, the main thing is, is trust because it's hard to say that you're going to be loyal to stewardship or loyal or faithful in your giving if you don't know how you're going to pay something else. That becomes a walk of faith because you are trying to say, you know what, I'm going to give this, I'm going to commit this money or this particular time, whatever it is, and trust that it's going to work out for my good. So you have to learn to trust first. The second thing is that you have to be able to take a good look at your financial picture and be totally honest with yourself. So what I tell my students is that, uh, I, I, first of all, I have them do an exercise where they track all of their expenses for 30 days, 30 days of writing down every time you spend anything. And it becomes an, an, a huge eye-awakener for most people because what happens is that at the end of the first week, they notice wait a minute, I'm going to Starbucks twice a day. I go in the morning, I get a cup of coffee, I get a great breakfast sandwich, and then mid-afternoon I get another cup of coffee to kind of keep me going. And for Starbucks alone, you may be spending $20. Well, you add that up over a week, you suddenly recognize I'm spending an exuberant amount on food that could be spent somewhere else. So suddenly you become aware of your behavior, and, you know, once you understand what your behavior is, then you have an an opportunity to address it so that you can change it. So it's the trust factor, and it's the honesty factor. And the main thing I tell most people is that you must remember that God really doesn't want anything from us. He just wants us. So once you change your mind about your debt and recognize it happens, it is 
a reality for me, but it's not the end of my story, then you can begin to address it. Mm, that's good. Really, really good. Um, you know, you said that stewardship is more than just knowing how to manage your money. Let's talk a little bit about talents. How do you steward well over your talents? That's a great question. Stewarding, stewarding over your talent involves being um, moving your faith into fruition. And if you have a talent that requires you to work at it, it is that constant trust, working at it daily, building on it so that you can see your practice become the fruit of your labor. The other thing is being able to understand that you are going to be content with your talents as they grow and they lead you to different places. You're not changing, but you're beginning to believe God at a greater level that allows you to let him lead your talent and open doors for you. In terms of stewardship, that also means that you have to be faithful. And oftentimes we think it's just about paying bills or spending money, but stewardship means that you are committed to something, that you are going to be on time. So if you give someone your word and say that, hey, we're going to meet at 5 o'clock to practice and you get there at 5.15, then basically you've created debt. Because debt means that you're not honoring your word. You're not honoring the commitment that you've made to repay or to do something. Ooh, I like that. So, um, so not having a level of integrity is, not, is really not being a good steward. Exactly. Because stewardship is about your character. It's about whether or not God can trust you. Remember, he says, if you can be faithful over a few things, then I'm going to move you into larger, to bigger things. So if you can't be faithful in keeping your word, then how is God going to allow you to be able to be steward over other things? Wow. Hmm, that's good. So, so, so good. And so... um what is it, how have you grown personally in your stewardship? And, you know, because I feel like when, as a teacher, as an instructor, you know, we kind of have to pave the way, so to speak, you know, blaze the trail. And so because you teach out of your own experience typically. So how have you been able to really grow in your own stewardship to be able to teach that to others? So as you said, as a teacher, you do teach out of your own experiences, which means that you have to live it. So like anyone else, I have experienced times of debt. And I've also experienced great times of watching God remove my debt and creating another picture, another story, another ending to my story. One of the best examples I can use is that, you know, you think about the prophet Elijah and you think about the widower who comes to him and she's like, look, your, um, your prophet was my husband and suddenly he is gone and now I have debt and I have two sons and they're about to take my children. 
And he really begins to ask her, well, what do you have? And she tells him, you know, she has oil. And as the account goes, she then begins to, you know, borrow all of these bottles and she pours and pours the oil until she's able to sell it. And she's able to sell it till she pays off her debt and she's able to live off of it. So the one thing that has happened is that God had to show me what was in me I could use to become another stream of income. And I encourage anyone to just look at your life, see what's there that can be another stream of income. Or even, you know, as ladies, we have tons of things that we buy that we don't ever wear. And then suddenly you go to wear it and you realize, "Uh uh-oh, I'm a little bit bigger now. I can't necessarily fit into that. And that may be a stream of income. But see what you have and allow God to create streams of income for you. The greatness of that story is the fact that not only did she come out of debt, not only did she um, change her, her, her perspective in her life, she became an entrepreneur and she became wealthy so that there was an inheritance for her children because suddenly it's not only that she pays off her bill, but she's able to continue to live off of the money that she made. So the greatest thing that I learned in my journey is that I had to see what I had. I had to be able then to to use those things and say, God, will you make this a stream? Will you create streams of income within me that allow me to live successfully, to live blessed, and to also begin to look at my future so that I can leave an inheritance for my family? Wow. Really good. Really good. So what do you, what is the first thing you tell your students um, when they are new to your class about what they can do to start becoming a better steward? So I begin by looking at the story of uh, uh, Samuel and, and Saul. And it's an interesting account because Samuel looks at Saul and he says to him, when you were little in your own eyes, God made you great. So the first thing I teach my students, it is always about how you see yourself and how you see your God. If you see yourself as little, you will always be little. It's like the picture of the cat with the lion in the background. If you see yourself as the cat, you'll never live up to the greatness of the lion. So you have to change how you see yourself and how you, have to, how you see your debt. Yes, debt is a reality, but as I said before, it's not the end of my story. So once you begin to change your perspective on your condition, then you can be healed from your condition. Mm. Wow, that's so good. I think so much stems from our identity and how we see ourselves. And, um, you know, it's just we're influenced by so many things, even from the day we're born. And so it's, it's such a powerful revelation, I believe, to, to really focus and give time to understanding how you see yourself. How, what, what are your, the thoughts that are going on in your mind? What are you thinking about? How do you think about you? What do you say to yourself on a daily basis? It's just it's so powerful. And so, Absolutely. Um, isn't it? I just, I'm like, oh, wow. 
we could talk about this forever. But I wanted to um, give you time to, you know, like what final words and of encouragement and wisdom do you have for our listeners today? I would remind them that, you know, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. No matter what stage of debt or what stage of challenge, consequence you are feeling or experiencing in your life, um, Christ came that we might be free. And it's not just about your freedom to live, but it's about your freedom to see yourself as free. He gives us the liberty to recognize that whatever my story has been, it's not the last page in the book. And because of that, I can not, I, I, don't, I can live a debt-free life that means that I owe no one anything, that I am happy, that I am pleased, and I'm successful, and I'm building on my future today. Mm-hmm. I love that. Freedom to see yourself as free. Wow. Yes. The freedom um, to see yourself as free. That's right, because we oftentimes, we know that there's freedom in Christ. We talk about freedom in Christ. We talk about freedom in our finances. If we can, you know, have the level of wealth that we wish to acquire, then the freedom to go where you want to go, the freedom to buy what you want to buy. But unless you are free to see yourself as free, you will always see yourself as someone unable to do any of the things that you dream of. Mm-mm-mm. So powerful. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for just sharing so much of your wisdom and insight. And I'm sure that your your students are completely excited about <laughs> just the nuggets that you drop in class because, ooh, it's just so rich and and um, the depth that we could go would take we it would be we'd be here for hours. So um, <laughs> I just so appreciate you and what you do for the kingdom for people who really just God places into your life to really push forward, to encourage, to help equip them and give them the tools to fulfill their divine purpose. It's because we need, we need each other. We really do to be able to just life is so many, there's so many things, so many distractions, so many things that come at us each and every day that, that get us off, that have the potential of getting us off course. So thank you Mm -hmm. for the reminders that, you know, about our, our identity and the importance of really taking care of our time our, our money, our talents, and steward, stewarding over them well with intention, with be, by being deliberate, and um, just, it's just a great, yeah. yes, it's a great reminder. So yeah. thank you so much. Yes, go ahead. You're welcome. Please. I would just say, you know, tell, let God use debt to mold your, your character, and that Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord that, the Lord's purpose that prevails. Whatever, again, whatever you've been, debt doesn't have to be what kills you. It actually can be what resurrects your life. Mm-mm. Well 
said, <laughs> my sister. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you always to um, my listeners. Appreciate you all so much. And Sharia, oh, thank, you. thank you so much for being here. Love you so much. And we will see you soon. Take care. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.